The holidays are coming, my food biz whizzes. If you are listening to this episode right when it airs, it's mid-September, and we're quickly approaching our fall and winter holidays, something that I personally am really excited about. I know a lot of my clients and food industry friends are fretting about it, so if that's you, stay tuned to today's episode. I'm sharing three things that you can implement now in order to find holiday success. It's not too late to ensure you're set up to win this holiday season. I promise. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. This episode is sponsored by the Food and Beverage Business Growth Summit, one of my favorite free online resources for emerging food and beverage brands. The summit returns on September 23rd, 2019, and you can save your spot today by signing up via the link in the show notes. Join me and over 20 other food industry experts as we're interviewed by the one and only Ainsley Moyer. Each interview is recorded and sent straight into your inbox. I can't wait for you to get in on this knowledge. So like I said, sign up today via the link in my show notes, and I'll see you on video later in September. Welcome back to another episode of Food Biz Whiz. I hope you guys are doing great. I am feeling good as we move into the fourth quarter, and I want you to feel just as prepared as I do. In today's show, we're going to talk about how you can do exactly that, even if you haven't thought about your fourth quarter sales strategy one bit, how you can move into the fourth quarter this holiday season feeling confident, feeling organized, and ready to sell. Today, I'm sharing my three steps to prepping for the holidays. Let me run through them, and then we'll talk about each one in detail. So step number one is warm up your audience. Step number two is plan your promotions. And step number three is track your results. That sounds simple, right? You guys, we've got this. You've got this. I am ready to help you make this your best holiday season yet. So here we go. Step number one, warm up your audience. If you do nothing else after this podcast episode, it should be this, warm up your audience. When we, as shoppers, hand over our hard-earned money in exchange for product, we're doing it because we trust that what we're purchasing is going to help or satisfy us in some way. We have assumptions that we make about products, and then we pay, and when we pay for those items, we're betting on our assumptions. We're putting money behind our thoughts. We are loyal to brands and make purchases because we have a relationship with a particular product. Relationships are key here. I always talk about this in Retail Ready, my online course, that we need to remember how relationships work. They take time to build and establish trust as a foundation. Just as we wouldn't ask someone to marry us on the first date, we wouldn't ask someone to purchase our product without having any sort of relationship with us. So that's why we focus on warming up our audience leading up to the sale. 
The good news is that holiday time is a period where people are making more impulse decisions, where they take chances on new brands, and they change their purchasing habits. So we do have an advantage during this time of year. Lean into that idea of warming up your audience for the next two months, and they'll be primed to make a purchase come November. I have two primary ways that I advise you to warm up your audience, through email marketing and through your social channels. So first, let's talk about email marketing. You might think that email marketing is dead, but I am going to tell you exactly the opposite. Having someone's email address is pure gold. They have opted in to hearing from you. That's the first step. They have said they want to hear from you, and you should respect that relationship, and you should be giving them something in exchange. Think about it this way. I always I always tell my Retail Ready students this. If Instagram and Facebook were shut down tomorrow, what would that do for your business? It's important to remember that you don't own your leads there. You don't own your followers there. So... For, for those of you who are listening and think, I don't need email marketing because I have such a robust relationship with my followers. I have so many followers and fans on Instagram or Facebook or wherever they are that you don't need email marketing. You should think again. If, again, if Instagram and Facebook vanished tomorrow, you might feel lost without those relationships that you've made on those platforms. If you have your followers' email addresses, you'd be fine, right? You would know that your super fans and your consumers could still hear from you with the push of a button and a note in their inboxes. So I love email. Those of you who are on my mailing list can probably tell I love providing content directly into your inboxes. Say a little side note here. If you do want to get on my mailing list, it's as easy as downloading my retail roadmap. Those are my nine steps to building a brand that flies off the shelf. I'll link it in today's show notes. I put a lot of thought into email marketing, and I ask that my retail ready students do as well. And I would encourage you guys, my listeners, to get on board too. But that being said, there is a good way and a bad way to use email marketing to warm up your audience. Let me ask you this. Think back to holiday season, last holiday season, and the week of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. How many emails do you think you got in your inbox from some unknown brand shouting at you about their holiday promotion? I got hundreds. I have to tell you, I am on a ton of email lists from food producers. I love following along and seeing what strategies you're using with your brands, how you're using email marketing, and how you connect with your audience. I often sign up for your newsletters, and frankly, this is the sad part, I never hear from you after submitting my info. Or maybe I get one email giving me that 20% off coupon, and I never hear from you again. Well, that is until the holiday season rolls around and you are popping into my inbox asking me to purchase from you. So that leads me back to the beginning when I said you wouldn't ask someone to marry you on the first date. 
Similarly, you wouldn't pop into someone's inbox for the first time months after they subscribe to your list and ask them to make a holiday purchase from you. That is the quickest way to get a whole bunch of unsubscribes. So what do you do instead? You warm up that email list for the next eight weeks, emailing them each week with one tidbit of info. I'm not asking you to do entire newsletters with six different pieces of content in each one. That's overwhelming. You don't have time for that. I am asking you to write one email per week with one piece of content per email until you get to your promotional time when you'll pop the question and ask them to make a purchase. How does that feel? Does that feel doable? I bet it does. So what would you email about? I know that that is your next question here. You would email about anything that your audience wants to hear from you. I've got a thread going on that in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group if anyone needs a bit of help there. I'm going to link it in today's show notes. Okay, so that's warming up your audience over email. The second primary way that you're going to warm up your audience is over your social media channels. And we're going to follow that same exact thought process and advice here. Consistency will have greater impact here than intensity. I'm going to say that again because it's really important for you to hear. Consistency will have greater impact than intensity. I'm not asking you to post seven times a week in your feed and do seven times a week in your stories, but I am asking you to set a goal for how many times per week you are going to post in your feed and in your stories and stick to it for the remainder of 2019. So again, consistency will have greater impact here than intensity. I promise you that you will see greater engagement, a more loyal following, and a better conversion rate from followers to purchasers if you are consistently warming up your audience leading up to the holiday season. If you have it in your budget, It's time to start running ads to your cold audiences now. Cold meaning people who don't already know about you. In September, in October, and through early November. That is when you want to be running these ads. If you're not already running paid advertising advertising, and you're thinking about doing it for the fourth quarter, now is the time to do it. Not starting the week of Thanksgiving. Again, we don't want to sell to a cold audience. We want to sell to a warm audience, one that knows you, one that likes you, one that trusts you, and you can build that audience through paid advertising over the next eight weeks. So I'm going to oversimplify it for you here. If you, this is what you want to do if you want to warm up a cold audience over the next eight weeks. You want to create a lookalike audience from your current email list or off your pixel on your website. And you're going to run traffic ads to them to raise awareness of your brand. You're not asking them to purchase. This is really, really key here. You are actually not asking them to do anything. You're not asking them to click through to your website. You're not asking them to follow you. You are not asking them to do a single thing, but you are starting to build trust with your brand. Video ads that are about 60 seconds long work really well here. You then take those video viewers 
who have watched your video, say 50% or more, and you create a custom audience out of them. And you retarget that audience with ads asking them to sign up for your mailing list, still not asking them to purchase, okay? From there, you have captured their email addresses and you can sell directly into their inboxes during the holiday season because, as we've already discussed, you are then warming them up over email over the next eight weeks, or you can sell through final ads during the holiday season that are, again, running to your warm audience only. It's extremely rare that a cold audience, again, what one that doesn't know you or your brand, would see a Facebook or Instagram ad and make a purchase having never heard of you before. Okay, whew, that was the fastest that I've ever explained Facebook ads. So go back and listen to that again if you need to. Okay, so we have covered step one, warming up your audience. Before we dive into step number two, let's pause with a word about one of my favorite resources for you guys, the Food and Beverage Growth Summit. If you've been enjoying this interview and all of the knowledge that Ainsley has provided, you are going to love her Food and Beverage Business Growth Summit coming back on September 23rd. She's pulled together the best talent for building food and beverage brands and compiled us all in a series of free interviews. If you sign up via the link in today's show notes, you'll get access to every single one for free directly in your inbox. Save your seat today by clicking through in the show notes. You are going to get so much out of this summit. Check it out and sign up today. We're back and now we're going to cover the second and third steps to finding holiday success. The second step is planning out your promotions. I like to break down promotions into in-person promotions and online promotions. So let's first talk about in-person promotions, which are most likely going to be through holiday demos and holiday pop-ups. I've got three tips that are key to succeeding in your in-person holiday events. So tip number one, do your in-store demos during Thanksgiving and Christmas week. I mean, this seems obvious, but I cannot tell you how many producers don't do this. Reach out to your favorite retail accounts now and book those demos. I suggest the Monday through Wednesday of Thanksgiving week, and then the two weekends before Christmas when people are holiday shopping. I used to be in charge of setting up all the holiday demos at Byright Market here in San Francisco, and I can tell you that the holiday demos sell much more product than demos throughout the rest of the year. Don't wait for the store to reach out to you to schedule them. Contact them directly to set them up, and they'll be grateful that you're volunteering your time. It's a no-brainer if you have a product that is even the slightest bit gift-worthy. Tip number two, create bundles of your product and have them ready to gift as is. So which would you rather? Would you rather sell a single chocolate bar or would you rather sell three chocolate bars? If you have beautiful packaging, then you can put your products in bundles tied simply with a nice ribbon and they're ready for gifting. I used to create three packs of dandelion chocolate bars tied with a bow and they flew off the shelf. Instead of an $8 sale for a single bar, this is a high-end bar, 
it was a $24 sale, and the shopper didn't even have to go home and wrap it. It was perfect. So remember that shoppers are stressed out during holiday time. You want to make gift gift giving really easy on them. Another great example is from years ago. I mean, gosh, probably 2010, when Daphna of In a Jam was demoing at Byright. She makes a beautiful Fresno chili jam, which is a deep red color. And she also makes a jalapeno jam, which is green. Paired together, they made a really cute red and green holiday gift. They flew off her demo table. Okay, so think about those bundles for your products. Tip number three, be best friends with the store staff. Why? They are your brand ambassadors when you are not around. Shoppers and specialty retailers are constantly asking store staff for recommendations for presents or hostess gifts or holiday party suggestions. You want to be the brand that comes to the top of their mind first. How do you do this? A few ways. First, when you demo, make sure that you are chatting with the staff and giving them tastes and the backstory of your product. You want to treat those employees like gold. I know it can feel frustrating when store employees come up to the demo table because, of course, you think you want to connect with a shopper who's standing behind them, but that's actually the wrong way to think about it. You want to get those employees to love you and love your products. Tell them why your products make good gifts. You don't have to be subtle about it here. You could literally say, my product is great for gifting. Secondly, if you can't demo, connect with a buyer and send along some product samples for their next staff meeting if they have one on the calendar before the holidays. I'm betting that they do. It's, it's, it would be even better if you could attend that meeting in person at your key accounts. You want to schmooze with the staff. Lastly, you want to send shelf talkers that highlight why your product makes great gifts and ask the store to hang them during the fourth quarter. So again, when you're thinking about in-person holiday events, now is the time to reach out to your retailers and get your demos on the calendar. Grab those prime spots and you'll be happy that you did. Next, you want to think about your online promotions. We already talked about warming up your audience over the next eight to 10 weeks, and that is the first step in planning your online promotions. If you haven't done this, or let's say you're listening to this episode during the week of Thanksgiving, months after it originally aired, but you haven't done anything to warm up your audience, frankly, I'd think twice about running digital promotions. You could certainly try it, but don't expect much return on investment. So if you have warmed up your audience that is eager to purchase, good for you. Now is the time to sit down and plan out your promotions. First, I'd start with your organic reach, literally mapping out your email sequences, which emails will be sent on what date, and the goal of each email. Map out your social media posts and your stories. If this feels overwhelming to think about mapping it out for the entire fourth quarter, Don't worry, it can be as simple as using a Google document and bullet pointing out how many emails and posts you would do each week and what the general themes of them will be. I mean, we have, what, 10 weeks left in the year? 
you can send 10 emails. I know you can do it. From there, you want to think through what paid advertising you do in those last six weeks of the year. Okay, fine. So maybe we have more than 10 weeks of the year left. I'm doing the math in my head. It's not, it's not many. It's not, it's not, maybe it's 12 weeks left in the year. It's not many. So from there, like I said, you want to think about your paid advertising that you would do in the last six weeks of the year. Your paid promotional advertising, literally asking people to make a purchase. Again, this can be as easy as using a Google document. Map out what promotions you'll run, what social channels you'll run them on, and whether you'll do video or still images in your ads. Take that list of brainstormed emails, social media posts, and planned ads and use it to create a shot list that you'll need to capture, either doing a photo shoot, either pulling it from your past media, or doing purchase media. Finally, and this is where most brands get stuck, you need to schedule the time to create this content. I suggest mega batching, which I'll get to in another episode, but the general theory is setting aside a big chunk of time. In this instance, perhaps you'd pick two back-to-back workdays and do nothing but your content creation for those promotions. If you don't schedule this out, it's not going to happen. How many times have you wanted to do a promotion or a giveaway with another brand or a new email campaign and you found yourself scrambling to execute it? Don't let that happen this year. Your time invested in the brainstorming and the planning and the execution will be appreciated when you're in the middle of December and you are not scrambling to do an impromptu photo shoot as you realize you don't have any holiday images for your Instagram feed. Okay, so that's the in-person and the digital promotional piece. Can you set a due date for that right now? I've got one in mind for mine. How about Monday, November 11th? How would that feel? If you can commit to this, let me know. I want to know. You know how people say, you guys know this, that when you set public goals, you are more likely to hit them. Well, let's make that happen. I want you to tell the world that you are listening to this podcast and you are setting a goal of holiday promotions being done by November 11th. Snap a selfie right now, I will, or a screenshot of this episode and its cover and tag me in your Instagram share. I'm at It's Allie Ball, and I'd love to see you make this public promise. I'll be there cheering for you. Okay, finally, my last key to holiday success. This is something that 95% of my new clients skip but then feel so happy when they put it into place after working with me. The third key to success is tracking your efforts. You need to measure your results. After all, how do you know what to improve upon next year if you don't record it? I ask that you take notes on both your in-person and your digital holiday plan. Again, it's as simple as starting a Google Doc. Throughout the holiday season, you should set up a reoccurring calendar invite for the end of each week when you sit down with your team, even if your team's just yourself, you can do this, and record what you did and what worked during that work week. So when you're thinking about your in-person events, you want to record 
all of the details. Remember, in the moment, running out of your top flavor at a big holiday demo seems like a really big deal and something that you would never forget next year. But I guarantee you, you won't remember the details a year from now. Certainly not when when you sold out, where you sold out, and at what time during the demo or event. I recommend that whoever worked the event write notes after each event, jotting down what worked well, what didn't, what sold best, what the weather was like, what the audience was like, snapping a picture of your setup and your display table so you don't have to reinvent the wheel next year. Notes can include, like I said, the type of event, how busy it was, if people were asking for things you didn't carry, if a particular holiday bundle worked well, on and on and on. This is especially important as you delegate these events to your staff or seasonal workers. From there, measure your digital performance as well. What ads you ran, how they performed, what your return on investment was. Measure your email marketing. Track your open rates, your click-through rates, and your sales. A simple spreadsheet works really well here. I know that tracking may seem like the last thing that you want to do in our 70 of Thanksgiving week, but I promise you that it will save time, it'll save you mental energy, and it's going to save you a whole lot of headache next year. We can't improve upon our performance unless we know how it went, right? Okay, whizzes. So those are my top three tips for holiday success. To recap, tip number one. Step number one was warm up your audience. The fastest way to get unsubscribers and unfollows is to jump into someone's orbit out of nowhere, asking them to purchase. Step number two was to plan your promotions. What is scheduled gets done. Don't scramble during the last six weeks of the year to execute your promotions. Get them on the calendar now and schedule the time to create your holiday content. Step number three, track your results. How will you know if you succeed unless you track it? I can't wait to see how your holidays go this year, so please keep in touch about it. As you know, the easiest way to keep the conversation going is to join my Food Biz Whiz Facebook group linked in the show notes. Or again, connect with me and tag me on Instagram. I'm at It's Allie Ball, also linked in the show notes. So thank you for listening to today's episode and tune back in next week for an episode on Amazon, how to know if your product is right for that platform. It is such a good one and I can't wait to share it with you. Until then, may I be the very first person to wish you happy holidays and as always, stay busy. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.